The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Welcome, everybody, to Fantasy Football Today. As we approach Week 9, we'll do it without Derrick Henry. Hopefully, we'll do it with Christian McCaffrey. And right now, we'll talk waiver wire with Dave Richard and Jamie Eisenberg. I'm Adam Azer. Tuesday morning, the Bucks, the Lions, the Seahawks, and the football team are on by. And Jamie, Adrian Peterson is back. You know, this is a, an interesting waiver wire week. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a combination of, uh, like, a lot of options, but they aren't studs. You know, like, how would you characterize it? What do you think? Uh, it's top-heavy. You know, there are definitely some guys at the top of each position that you should be, you know, picking up and, and can be plug-and-play starters right away. Uh, if you didn't get Boston Scott last week, he's a starter this week. Uh, there's two quarterbacks in Taysom Hill and Tua Tungabailoa that could be starters. Uh, Devontae Parker, Jameson Crowder, they could be starters for you this week. Um, Pat Fryermuth can be a starter for you, tight end. You know, so there are options there that are at least helpful. Um, the uh, you know, and and this is, I think, why people should tune into the live stream tonight. This could change dramatically by the end of the day. You know, so this is one of the uh, weird waiver wire shows that we'll be doing. Where by the time we're done, there's always usually like a player or two after every show that we do, no matter what show we do. Yeah, that something changes <laughs> you know, because of news, whether injury related, what injury related or whatever. Uh, but today's show in particular so not that you should stop listening because we're going to give you a lot of great options but the live stream tonight is probably going to be a lot of or potentially some some different names that we're going to talk about right now well then you know what jamie i want to take this time i want to extend an official i'm actually gonna leave so i want to stop by and say hi yeah no you should come on the live stream tonight i know you miss it i know you miss it Uh, i i I do miss it uh i can't tonight because my wife is out of town so i have the kids by myself so uh, no, thank you. All I, right. I, uh, I rescind your, your invitation. All right. That's no problem. Dave, welcome back. Adrian. I Peterson. reject your invitation. <laughs> yes. I rescind it. I rescind yes. it. Dave, age 36 so and 226 days. Now he's like a young 36. He's an old 36. Let's go to this Twitter poll. I posted. I got Schrager's got it pulled up here for those of you watching on YouTube. Who, which running back are you prioritizing on waivers? Adrian Peterson, Boston Scott, Carlos Hyde, and, People knew who I was talking about, but I put an extra T on Jarrett Patterson. Only one T on him. But Peterson, Scott, Hyde, and Patterson. And Peterson with a pretty narrow win over Boston Scott. What is your answer to this Twitter poll? Which running back are you prioritizing on waivers? I'm going to say Peterson. And if if you've got the number one waiver claim, it makes sense to get him because you know what the potential is of him Um, in the Tennessee offense. They're not going to try and change what they do. They're going to certainly use Jeremy McKinnon. Jeremy McNichols a little bit more in the offense. Vrabel kind of hinted at it at his press conference on Monday that, you know, there are a lot of teams in this league that use multiple running backs. So they're going to do that there. But Peterson is suited to replace Derrick Henry in terms of a running downs guy who's physical, who can dish out some physicality, make the defense a little bit more worn out, and then hopefully give the Titans some success in play action. So I get why they're signing Peterson, and I get why people in the fantasy universe want to get Adrian Peterson. They know the name. They're thinking, oh, he's going to step into Derrick Henry's role. He's going to be great. The only the only area where I hesitate on Peterson is spending a ton of fab on him. I We'll talk about it on the show. I'm not going to spend a lot of fab on him. I'd much rather put in the same amount of fab on Peterson and Boston Scott with the hopes of getting one of them on the cheap. And if I do get Scott, then I know that I've got to make some plans long-term at running back. But for this week, I don't know. I might end up liking Scott a little bit more than Peterson. I have zero interest in adding Adrian Peterson. I don't I, I, I don't care if I miss out on him. I don't want any part of a 36-year-old running back behind a bad offensive line that Derrick Henry made look much better than it is. Uh, I just let somebody else get him. 
I, I honestly, I'd rather get McNichols just to see what happens there. Interesting. And I, I'm, I, I'm I in between. I don't, it, I don't know how to feel. I, I really like Adrian Peterson. First two games of last year, he he got off to a hot start. 14 carries for 93 yards, then seven carries for 41 yards, and then the last 14 games he averaged 3.5 oh, yeah. yards per carry. You know, he's, he's 36 just, and hasn't played it down yet this season. I mean, let somebody else take that. That you, you don't want that. Let let somebody else in your league be the sucker and go get Adrian Peterson because he might be stepping into a good role. I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. I'd but, rather let. I'll 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 take the 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 fall for somebody else beating me with Adrian Peterson on their team. I I just don't want to have him, especially for what he's going to cost because he is going to cost. Uh, Dave's right. You shouldn't spend a lot of fab on him. Uh, that That's definitely something I agree with. Um, and if you want to just see what happens, take a chance on McNichols. Maybe he's better. Mm-hmm. Would you put McNichols ahead of Boston Scott? No, Boston Scott is the only running back that I would be prioritizing this week, to be honest with you, because I don't want Carlos Hyde. I don't want Peterson. Uh, this is one of those where I wouldn't burn a waiver claim on a running back. Um, there are people that are going to be desperate. Obviously, everybody's every league is losing, is losing Derrick Henry. So, I mean, you should obviously try and pick up Peterson if it's not going to cost you much, you know, just Agreed. to, just to like, see. Um, if you, for but, example, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you have the waivers repeat every week in a league, in a lot of leagues, this is how it works. So it's not like once you've got the number one claim, once you use it, you're at the bottom until you work your way back up to the top. They reset every week. In that type of a format, are you using that top claim on Adrian Peterson? No. If you're three and five, Probably need not. a running back? No, I, I would I, I guess if, if I'm three and five and I need somebody to to fill a, a hole, yes. But I okay. hope they make a move before the day is out. I just don't. This this to me is mm-hmm. not the answer. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see them find somebody, some way. Go get somebody. Mike Boone. Go get him off of the Broncos roster. Go get one of the 49ers guys. Like 36 year old running back is not the answer for me. Yeah, I yeah, but it's hard to find a guy who could be a starter for eight more games. You know. Or nine more, you know, eight more games in our fantasy season. So, oh, Correct. yeah, just, especially I mean, somebody be aggressive and trade. Especially for, as a fantasy manager, be, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Dave. Especially the the coaching staff sees Adrian Peterson as an old replica of Derrick Henry. I'm positive that's why they brought him in, is because he's physical and that they can use him on those running downs, and they're trying to squeeze out ten to twelve games. And or maybe just 10, and then Derrick Henry, maybe he comes back in time for the playoffs. This is a team where if they go 500 the rest of the way, they're winning the division, right? They're gonna make have a home playoff game, and I'm sure that's what their focus is right now is just do what it takes to win the South and then hopefully have Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a couple of good games early because that's like you said, Adam, last year he got off to a good start. We've seen this when he's been rested over the last couple of seasons, he's had good moments. Um, Good luck taking on the Rams defense that just got Von Miller <laughs> in Los Angeles in your first game. So we'll see how he does there. I just don't want any part of it. I, I think by the time we get two, three weeks in, he's not going to be a fantasy relevant option. Again, come at me if I'm wrong. I find, I'm perfectly fine with that. I just don't see it for a 36-year-old guy. Okay. And it's just, there's so many carries. I mean, like 28 carries a game. <laughs> that, that Obviously, they're going to throw the ball more. You have to think. But um, I don't know. I don't. I think if they can get away in a game without throwing it more, they'll do it. I don't know how they. Well, then they're going to have to run fewer plays. I mean, they they can't run the ball as frequently. With- no way. Of course, Adam. They're they're gonna they're gonna change to some capacity. It it may be ten percent different, fifteen percent different, thirty percent different. They're gonna change their offense in some capacity because they have to. Nobody is Derrick Henry. Adrian Peterson at thirty six is not Derrick Henry. Emmett Smith in his prime. Might not be Derrick Henry. That's how good this guy has been. Yeah. He's been an absolute superstar over the last two plus seasons. And so, do they have somebody to fill that role? No. So, what do you do? You lean on your strengths. What's the strength of your team right now? It's AJ Brown. It's hopefully Julio Jones. It's Ryan Tannehill. So, I don't know. I you want to you want to trust your team to uh, a guy coming off the street who couldn't get a sniff of an uh, of a job opportunity at 36 years old and say he's going to be the difference maker? Okay. Good luck, Mike Vrabel. Okay. The other so, thing to point sorry. out, Adam, yeah, is that bad. we think he's going to get elevated to the active roster. It's probably a likelihood, like 75% chance that it happens once he gets in there. But we saw it with the Ravens earlier this year when they signed Le'Veon Bell. He was not elevated to the active roster immediately. So they might bring him in and they might say, oh man, this guy really is old. And they might not elevate him. So that's just another thing to keep in mind when it comes to spending your fab. Um, the, the way to play it is if you've got resetting waivers, yes, you can use your first waiver claim on him. 
But outside of that, I don't know if you can feel great about Adrian Peterson. You're trying to get him on the cheap and fab. All right, so we'll, we'll get into Boston Scott in just a little bit here. I do want to say that we have the live stream tonight, as Jamie mentioned, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll have a lot of questions, and we'll be answering them for an hour. 8 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today. Also Thursday at 2 p.m. and Sunday at 11.30 a.m. And all of our podcasts. So hang out with us, ask us questions, YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today. This will be a topic for tomorrow's show, but any do any running backs come to mind as buy low guys if you want to replace Derrick Henry? I mean, the first name I would think of is is uh, David Montgomery. Hopefully he's back in three weeks. They have Pittsburgh this week and then a bye, and then you, hopefully you get him for the stretch run. And I know Cleo Herbert's been really good. I just kind of feel like Montgomery will get the, the valuable touches and you know, be, the, be the main guy when he comes back. So... That could be someone. It's always risky to trade for injured players. You never know if they're going to have a setback or whatnot. But that's the one name that comes to mind for me. Guys, for you, Dave, you want to start? I know I'm putting you on the spot. And I apologize for that. No, no, but. no. I'm ready for this because we talked about this on HQ, and then I'll follow up with something else. I think you can get Zach Moss on the cheap. James Conner shouldn't cost you a lot in trade. Melvin Gordon shouldn't cost you a whole lot in trade. Uh, in a PPR league, J.D. McKissick shouldn't cost you a lot in trade. Miles Gaskin should cost you even less than what those guys are going for in trade. And line those running backs up against Adrian Peterson, and I think you'd take them all ahead of AP at this point. So maybe the solution to your running back woe, if you are losing out on Derrick Henry, isn't to spend a lot of fab or a top waiver claim that you've been waiting to burn. Make a deal. And try and get one of those running backs on the cheap because they're younger than Adrian Peterson. They're the same type of running back as Adrian Peterson is that, in that they're touchdown or bust types of guys. That's what I would try and do all day on Tuesday or before your first run of waivers goes in your league. Jamie, I don't know if anything you want to add. Yeah, I would just piggyback off what you said with and, and the names Dave gave are great. I, I would just piggyback off the injured guys because the thing about being a Derrick Henry fantasy manager is you're probably in a good spot uh, because of how good he's been. So. You know, if your team is is successful and you can avoid and you can afford to, you know, maybe suffer a little bit, uh, I would be looking at almost every injured running back. You know, from Christian McCaffrey on down. So it's not just Montgomery. I, I try to, you know, see if you can get McCaffrey, especially since it looks like he's not going to play this week. Probably back next week. Uh, Montgomery's a great one. Kareem Hunt is another one. You know, if you can wait that out and hopefully he's back for the fantasy playoffs. Um, Chris Carson is dirt cheap right now, and he said he's still going to come back. You know, so all these guys that are that are dealing with injuries, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, any of these guys that you can get for their while their value is is depressed, uh, those are the type of players you should be acquiring. On top of the ones that Dave said, so the the immediate players, Dave gave you a great list. Uh, the long term play, look at the injured guys that are going to come back and hopefully can pick up where they left off. Are those two trades then that people have to make? Because if I acquire. David Montgomery or, or Clyde Edwards Elaire or even Miles Sanders, something like that. I can't use them this week to replace Derrick Henry. Uh no, but you 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 acquire them depending on whatever you have to give up, and then you, you know, kind of plug and play. So it's uh it's it's a Boston Scott, it's a Carlos Hyde, it's a Devontae Freeman, it's a, a Jeremy McNichols, maybe Peterson, you know, whatever route you want to go, you know, you're gonna have to pick up somebody off waivers. You're dropping Derrick Henry. So, you know, you have a roster spot to play with and then whatever you give up and trade. Are you dropping Derrick Henry? Yes, he's not going to help you the fantasy season. I don't think he's got any trade value because I don't think he's coming back this regular season. Unless you have an IR spot, you have to drop him. Okay. Well, he might, but he could. Most optimistic timeline would be six weeks. But if it's eight weeks, then you could get one or two games of him in the fantasy playoffs. But okay. Yeah. Drop him. The only way is if I've got an IR spot. And I want to come back to Miles Gaskin because, you know, we, we mentioned this. He had a horrible matchup, but he had, uh, he had 15 touches at the Bills. Love him this week. And, right, he's got Houston. They're 28th against running backs. Baltimore the following week, they're 26th against running backs. Not sure if I buy that. And then the Jets. So, and they're 32nd against running backs. So, um, yeah, without Malcolm Brown, with him on IR, you're getting the work inside the 10-yard line. Might split it a little bit with Ahmed, but it's not just going to be all Malcolm Brown. So, uh, you know, you could... You could just think short-term. You could say to yourself, look at the way the running back position has been. In four weeks, if, let's say, Malcolm Brown is back and you trade for Gaskin and Gaskin is back to being a sit, and I don't even know when Malcolm Brown's going to come back. In four weeks, there could be four other running backs that are that are in the picture right now, uh, that are not in the picture right now, that are started. There could be the Khalil Herbert. You know what I'm talking about. It's been a year of zero oh. RB, so maybe right. just plan short-term. Okay. Let's get our top three waiver wire priorities. Uh, Dave, you can start. Who would your three, four, whatever top priorities be at any position. 
assuming it's resetting waivers, Peterson is still number one. Boston Scott is number two. And then I think it really just comes down to what you need. If you need a tight end, Fryermuth would be next up. If you need a receiver, Devontae Parker would be next up. If you need a quarterback, Taysom Hill would be next up. And if you need a running back, hey, let, let's stick with the theme of old-ass running backs and put Latavius Murray third because Latavius Murray is still out there in 49% of leagues. Not exciting, but someone who I think is going to come back to at least a part-time role in Baltimore. And that's why I think that, it is that, an interesting list because you have, I, I mean, I don't know how you feel about I think it's pretty deep at running back. You'll find somebody that can help you in week nine. All right, Jamie, so who are your top priorities? I know you're not going to put Adrian Peterson one. No. Uh, Boston Scott would be one. Taysom Hill would be two. And Devontae Parker would be three. What about Jordan Howard? Uh, no. Well, the carries Jordan were... Howard is way down the list. They were, But they were exactly the same amount of carries. Uh, yeah. Game script, game flow. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think if they're play, playing from behind, you're going to see a lot of Jordan Howard. That's Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, buy low on Kenneth Gainwell, too. He'll have a better game, better better games ahead. Um, they're not going to be playing right. Detroit every week. He's going to get dropped. Well, but it it does have to worry you that he didn't even play until the second quarter, and then he didn't. Oh, it's, it's definitely worrisome. But I think what they decided, which is what we were talking about, is they are they going to keep him in his same role, and that's what they did. They kept him in his same role. So the report that we got from the athletic wasn't accurate, which is happening. You know, I mean, you know, beat writers take on everybody on certain things that they hear, and uh, it just didn't come to fruition. I just think that this was, hey, we're we're playing with a big lead, and and he's more of a power back. He'll score touchdowns. Jordan Howard will score touchdowns, so he's not. I wouldn't completely write him off, but he's not on uh, on the close to a priority list for me. Right, he's like a bye week replacement running back. But we're we're in a week of waivers where there's like eight bye week replacement running backs that are better than him. Okay. Um, and yeah, I guess yeah, and if we're going old running backs, I'd rather have Carlos Hyde. He's going to stink this week, but if James Robinson's out, you saw. I mean, they used him in a passing game, which was a big surprise. I have a dumb feeling that Hyde has a decent week against the Buffalo Bills. It would have to be as a pass catcher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boston Scott did have nine carries in the first half and only four for Jordan Howard. So, um, yeah, I guess Howard probably did a lot of damage in the third quarter. Okay. Uh, so our priorities, Dave likes Adrian Peterson a lot more than Jamie does. They both like Boston Scott. Devontae Parker is going to be fairly high on the list. And Taysom Hill you could go with if you need a quarterback. Now, we saw Taysom Hill last year be very effective as a starting quarterback, but he did that while throwing about a third of his passes to Michael Thomas. So we'll keep that in mind. Um, but probably the one guy out there who has, um, would I say, would you say he has the most upside? Or would you say maybe By Justin far. Fields? Would Justin By far. More than Fields? Yes. Yep. Okay. Fields okay. still has his bye. He's got to play Pittsburgh this week. I don't want to trust Justin Fields after just one good game. I like him. I like what I saw. Uh, I like that he's run for 38 yards or more in three straight games, but you know this is going to be a tough, tough test in Pittsburgh primetime, um, then a bye week. And so if you're telling me the choices are Taysom Hill or Justin Fields, it's 100% Taysom Hill. And by the way, what's stopping Taysom Hill from being the Saints starting quarterback for the rest of the season? Last year, it was Drew Brees coming back from injury. We knew that wasn't going to happen. This year, Jameis is gone. I don't think Trevor Simeon is going to uh, threaten him that much. It's going to take Taysom Hill playing like crap. Well, first of all, he's got a concussion. He has to get healthy. Everybody's expecting him to be back, right. Okay. And Sean Payton, for what it's worth, did not rule out Trevor Simeon as the starter. Uh, I'm sure he would consider it, but you know what he feels, you know how he feels about Taysom Hill. I mean, I would be surprised if they're not exploring other options too. You know, whether it's uh, knocking on the Brees. door of Drew Brees or yep. calling Phillip Rivers, you know, two guys who uh, played last year. Rivers said he would come back in the right situation. And his co- his uh, high school coaching uh, season just ended, so maybe he's <laughs> that would be amazing. Somebody, uh, yeah, uh, I-, I wore the Pick Six podcast hat uh, for for Will Brinson, and Will's been tweeting uh, all week long that the Saints should call Rivers. We'll call Rivers. Oh man, you know I'd love that. Well, I wouldn't because I'd rather have Taysom Hill for fantasy purposes. I'd rather have Taysom Hill also, <laughs> but it'd be a fun story if Philip Rivers came back. If Philip Rivers game. played, then Alvin Kamara would lead the NFL in catches, which which would be great. I, I mean, he would break records. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, should we have a little fab, a little fabulous discussion here, guys? How much fab are we spending on on your favorite players? And I oh, look. Everybody says, uh, well, people have different opinions. Should we do original budget or remaining budget? I always think remaining of, budget. I don't think so. I think original budget for the purposes of this conversation because 
I don't I don't know what your I don't know how much everybody has left. Right. It's so, just percentage. It's percentage of remaining budget. I like original budget. I uh, two to one. Okay. All right. You know, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just telling you what I'm what 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 I'm going to say. Well, I'm am going to fight you. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> how much for Peterson, Dave? Put up your Dukes. Uh no more than six percent. Okay. How much for Boston? You're Scott? not getting him at six percent. Exactly. This is why there there is a a major distinction between resetting waiver leagues mm -hmm. and fab leagues. It's there the same amount that I would spend on pretty much any other player this week. I'm going to tighten the purse strings on my fab this week. There is one player in a specific format that you break the bank for this week. Only one. Taysom Hill Superflex. Absolutely. And two quarterback. He's already rostered in a bunch of those. Uh, well, not by his ownership percentage. Roster percentage. Now, I hate to do this. Believe me. I don't even want to talk about them today. But Kenny Galladay is 57% rostered. And Kadarius Tony is like 62% rostered. Are they good long-term plays now that Shepard's got another injury? Are they worth breaking the bank? I mean, Galladay, I always say, you know, Galladay was universally drafted like a seventh-round right. pick, you know. I mean, you've said Galladay for a month now. We fought about this one for a month. <laughs> uh, sure, but but it, I do think he's going to – I think he's got a pretty good uh, chance. He's at 66%. 66. Okay, I think Galladay has actually a pretty good chance to play this week. Uh, no, but uh, this is why I, I finally relented and agree with you that he there should be go. added. But is he a break the bank guy? No. He's, should, nope. he's, should he be the number one receiver added this week? No. Nope. Uh, okay. So, all right. Not, you know, like I said, it's an interesting week. that you work the Giants in. There's a lot. Well, hey, we got to talk about oh, the Monday night the game. beginning, Jamie. At some point. No. <laughs> There's a lot more. No, 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 no. I can't do it. Uh, I have heartburn. So, yeah, I, like, I think it's an interesting week because there's nobody to break the bank for, really, unless you believe in Peterson, and we don't in, in that right. sense. But there the are... the general public will definitely believe in Peterson, and they will definitely spend a lot of fab on him. But there are a lot of options that are interesting, including a guy like Devontae Parker, including a guy like Jameson Crowder going up against the Colts, who have been horrible against receivers, but mostly have played you know, elite receivers. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into all that. And yeah, I mean, you could, you need a replacement for Tom Brady this week. The two is out there. Um, all, all that in just a little bit. We'll be right back to take a quick break on fantasy football today. And we'll update you on Chris Carson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, Jets quarterback situation right after this. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, here's the big news other than Derrick Henry. Uh, Dak Prescott seems likely to play this week against Denver. Uh, Robert Sala did not rule out Mike White keeping the starting job, so this is a pretty big audition for him Thursday night at the Colts. Jameis torn ACL. Terod Taylor could play this week at Miami. Russell Wilson, great tweet by Russell Wilson. No more pin, time to win. Was it a tweet? Or was it Insta? Whatever. Uh, I think it was a tweet. Okay. It was so corny. No, come on, Shraggy B. No more pin, time to win. I love it. You know I'd love that, though. Uh, Seattle could get Chris Carson back after the bye. So hopefully Wilson's back after the bye. They're at Green Bay. And Isn't Carson's it funny too. that Mr. Optimistic Pete Carroll said Friday that he wasn't sure Carson would return this season? 
And then what and happened? person is saying he's coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I can't believe a word he says. Try and motivate him or something. Don't drop Alex Collins. No. Yeah, Collins weird. It's only seventy eight percent rostered, I think, for a guy who was a starting running back for a few weeks. Um, what else we got here? Christian McCaffrey. Jamie already said looking more likely for next week, but there's a chance he plays this week against the Patriots. What about Josh Jacobs? Are we expecting him at the Giants? Yes. Uh, yes. Do we have any update on Clyde Edwards either? No. No, but I'm scared to death when he comes back. He's not going to have anything close to resembling the role that he had before he got hurt. There are a decent amount. <laughs> oh, Derek Gore. What? Derek was, Gore. Was that all about? Frank Gore's dad. They're both <laughs> in the league. Uh, well, actually, only the dad is in the only league. Only the dad. There are a decent amount of uh, streaming DSTs. Gore wasn't signed by the Titans. Uh, streaming DSTs this week, but the Patriots might top the list facing the Panthers either with or without Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold in the concussion protocol. Good news on James Robinson. He's day-to-day. Right now, we're going to prepare for Carlos Hyde to be the starter against the Bills, but not a long-term injury for Robinson. Expecting Devontae Adams back at practice on Thursday. The Rams don't believe in the NFL draft, and they traded a second and a third round pick for Von Miller. They're going for it. They are. They're always going for it. George Kittle and Jeff Wilson will practice this week. And San Francisco getting healthier. They got the Cardinals coming up. Jamie, let's talk about Jeff Wilson here. Because we had heard late November, and that's still on the table, I suppose. Yeah, I don't think I, I put him on the list I gave you, right? I don't think so. You put Jermichael no, yeah, Hasty on I, there. I changed it for uh, for the, the notes for HQ, and I didn't tell you. I, I apologize. Um, yeah, I took Hasty <laughs> off and put Jeff Wilson on. This guy. First with his remaining fab budget thing, and now this Jeff Wilson controversy. So do you think... Eli Mitchell, who, by the way, is banged up, has a calf injury. No, rib injury. Debo has a calf injury. 49er injury? What? Do you think Eli Mitchell has a stranglehold on the job as long as he's healthy? Or do you think Jeff Wilson, Jamie, could, could you know, basically be like what we saw last year with Mostert and Wilson down the stretch, which wasn't good for fantasy? Oh, he absolutely could. Um, you know, I, I think the positive for... The positive for Elijah Mitchell is that, you know, they haven't used Trey Sermon. And so is it more of they don't trust Sermon or is it more of they just trust Elijah Mitchell that much? So I would be concerned a little bit about Elijah Mitchell. I honestly would love to see the 49ers trade one of these guys, you know, set, set one of them free, um, you know, whether it's Sermon or, or Wilson, um, maybe even Jamichael Hasty. It's going to get probably a little bit ugly. So I would say Elijah Mitchell is a good sell high candidate right now because you don't want to lose out on on maximizing your value with him. But I wouldn't be surprised the other side of it also if he's still the lead guy. But to, to what extent when Wilson's back, um, that's what we'll have to find out. Yeah, I, 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 think Elijah got, Mitchell if can. I, I think you could try selling out on Elijah Mitchell, but I think he's got this job until he messes up. Wilson will probably take a week or two to just get acclimated back once he is um, put back on the active roster. And he might end up taking Jermichael Hasty off the field in a decent amount of snaps we saw Wilson playing passing downs before I think Mitchell's playing too well for the 49ers to you know limit him to 45 percent of the snaps yeah I don't think this is an anytime soon thing because Wilson will take some time he's not guaranteed to play right. this week so this is this is more of a get ahead of it while you can but if you need Mitchell in the short term keep him and yeah Debo's got this calf injury we expect him to play hopefully Mitchell I, I don't know the severity of the rib injury but you keep an eye on Jermichael Hasty against the Cardinals this week Sterling Shepard quad injury. T.Y. Hilton's not going to play on Thursday. He's got the concussion. They're playing the Jets Thursday night. Will Fuller is not going to practice this week, so he remains out. Big loss for the Minnesota Vikings. Daniil Hunter out for the season with a torn pec, their best defensive end. Dawson Knox day-to-day. We heard three weeks when he had the hand surgery, so I'm guessing you don't expect Dawson Knox to play this week at Jacksonville, right? They sound very encouraged. Oh. So I wouldn't rule it out, but you want to make sure you have a tight end to cover yourself. But don't be surprised if he's active and playing. Yeah, don't be surprised if he's available in your league, and he might not show up in the projections. Dawson Knox is 75% rostered. His next three matchups are against teams who have been terrible against tight ends, for what that's worth. So Jaguars, Jets, and Colts. Yeah, so Dawson Knox would be a must-add, I'd say, if he's if he's available, 75%. Got Jalen Rager ankle. Corey Davis has a chance to play this week. 
And uh, left tackles, right tackles that went out this week. George Fant for the Jets. He's got a chance to play, but it's going to be tough for him on the short week. Tyron Smith, that's the biggest one for the Cowboys. He hurt his ankle, and they'll be doing some testing on him. They seemed optimistic, though, about it. Okay, that's good. And Trayvon Diggs uh, escaped injury there. He should be fine. Uh, But Garrett Bowles for the Broncos, he left late with an injury. And Cleveland right tackle Jack Conklin, this is the one that we know is going to miss some time, dislocated his elbow. He's already missed two games. He missed the third, the uh, Dearness Johnson game. Um, so, but that, you know, it stinks for the Browns. You figure they should be able to run the ball, but they don't want to lose Jack Conklin for sure. Okay, top three at each position. Let's get some names out there. Jamie, who are the top three quarterbacks? The top three quarterbacks are Taysom Hill, one, Tua Tungavailoa, two, and then I have Mike White, three, if you need an immediate replacement. Justin Fields will be three if you're looking long-term. Okay, Taysom Hill, Tua against the Texans, and Mike White on Thursday night. Yep, and he could be long-term also, but you know, I, I think there's, there's more of a, a long-term appeal for Justin Fields if you're just looking past the bye week next week. So if you're talking about week 11 and beyond, I would bank on Justin Fields more so than Mike White. And quickly, Carson Wentz, 76% rostered. If he's available, do you prefer him or Taysom Hill? Uh, Hill would still be one. Uh, I'd probably still take two, uh, two if I'm looking for this week. Uh, Wentz would be three this week, but Wentz would be ahead of two a long term. Okay. Wentz kind of balling right now. He's playing great. Uh, running back, Dave. Well, top, fantasy-wise, he's playing yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, top running backs. Reluctantly, it's Adrian Peterson at one, Boston Scott at two, Latavius Murray at three. Peterson... Scott, Latavius. All right, so who else is in and the I'm mix? I'm not spending more than like 6% of my fab on any of those guys. Who else is in the mix? Devontae Freeman's in the mix. He's fourth. And then it's gross after that. Carlos Hyde, Rex Burkhead, Jarrett Patterson. The one name that we could be running to Tuesday at like 4.01 p.m. Eastern time is Marlon Mack, who's available in 75% of leagues. If Mack gets traded, he could potentially rock it up to the top spot on this list. It, which Texans running back would you roster? I prefer to roster none of them, but the fact that Burkhead got a lot of work, 48% of the snaps in the first game after they traded Mark Ingram and it wasn't David Johnson, makes me feel like he's the one that you want moving forward for however long he's healthy for. So Heath looked this up yesterday because we were talking about it on, on HQ. Uh, almost all of Burkhead's, Burkhead's snaps came in the second half. Um, so... As he said, and, and I'm sure we'd all agree, uh, we hate the Texans because you would have liked to see them stick with either Johnson or Lindsey throughout the course of the game. So we don't really have an answer uh, right now. So I, I, I have Burkhead as somebody to pick up. Um, I wouldn't necessarily drop David Johnson just yet unless you need to. You know, he's, he's an easy guy to get rid of. But again, they get Miami this week. We'll see how they use those guys early in the game if it's still Johnson and Lindsey. If that's the case and they stick with them and the game flow goes the way you expect that they're going to hang around, then we get better production from those guys. So... Take that for what it's worth. I wanted to say something about Carson Wentz. I brought this up on the Sunday show. Did he throw that interception on purpose at the end of regulation to avoid taking the safety? And no, he did not. He called it a terrible play. But in actuality, it was a great play. It kept them alive, very uh, ironically, I guess. Okay, wide receivers. Jamie, who are the top wide receivers to get? Uh, Devontae Parker would be one. You know, Will Fuller, as you mentioned, not coming back this week, and who knows when he's going to come back. So I, I like the opportunity to certainly buy into him now, taking on the Texans. Uh, hopefully he stays healthy. Two for me would be Jamison Crowder. Uh, Corey Davis, according to Robert Sala, could return on Thursday, but most likely he's not going to play. And I think Mike White showed you enough that he's going to lean on Jamison Crowder. Maybe let Crowder throw some more as well. Um, and then uh, Hunter Renfro would be third, going back to him, coming off their bye week. He's been so consistent as a PPR option. If he was dropped in those leagues, he'd be the easy guy to you know go pick up again. How do you view Parker, Crowder, and Renfro? Long term, short term, are they are they really exciting options or or what? I don't know if uh, they're exciting options. You know, so like if you're comparing them to Kadarius Tony, I would probably say go get Tony first if you're looking at you know who's the best long term. But for the short term, you know, again, they get the Dolphins have a favorable schedule coming up. Will Fuller out? Parker's been very targeted when he's been healthy and on the field and, and certainly showed you that against the bills um crowders had i think this is now what three games of him being healthy one two good ones one bad one 
Um, so, you know, there, there's obviously a lot to like there. And um, Denzel Mims is banged up on top of Corey Davis being banged up. So in terms of them, you know, maybe looking at some younger guys, I don't think that's going to be the case, especially now that they've gotten a taste of some victories. You, you can tell Robert Sala is not pulling the reins back. He wants to try and win as many games as possible. And then Renfro is not exciting at all, but you know what you're getting from him. So with the way Derek Carr is playing and just his role in this offense, you know, you want to be, you want to have a safe number three receiver in PPR. He's as safe as they come. Now, if you want to go more upside, you know, Rashad Bateman, Van Jefferson, those guys probably have more upside. But Bateman, you don't know what's going to happen when Sammy Watkins comes back. Jefferson, we know, is probably going to be some inconsistent performances based on that receiving core there. Uh, you could throw Galladay in the conversation, too. You know, I'm, I'm fine with any of those guys. I don't think there's one that's like a slam dunk um, outside. Of, to me, the top two are slam dunks this week, you know, Parker and Crowder. O- outside of that, I have no problem if you have the, a better third option. Parker and Crowder, I mean, are they top 30 guys for you this week? They're top 24 guys in PPR. Oh, Dave, agreed? No, uh, I like Parker. I'm not sold on Crowder being the second best guy to pick up because, number one, I'm not even sure if he's a top 24 guy this week. I think the the Colts are probably going to do a better job of trying to take away those short area passes from the Jets that the Bengals couldn't do. I'm nervous about Crowder having another game like he just had, especially on a short week. I I like Renfro better. I think Renfro, again, not a sexy wide receiver, but anytime the Raiders can't run the football, this dude's going to be 12-plus in PPR. I like him better. I like Bateman better than everybody except Parker because I think he's got more long-term upside uh, in the Ravens' offense. We don't know when Sammy Watkins is going to be back. I'm not even sure if that's going to matter when he comes back. Bateman has shown that he can be effective, and I think he's got room to develop even further. So my top three is actually Parker, Bateman, Renfro, and Crowder isn't even fourth. I'd put Galladay ahead of Crowder. I don't know. It's hard to... I see the case for Crowder, right? Because as we know, Mike White did not throw a ball more than 15 yards downfield. And he did in the first game, so he will this game. But who else is he going to throw to? The running backs, obviously. But the Colts are one of the worst against wide receivers. Like I said, they they have faced incredible wide receivers. Much better than Jamison Crowder, but... They've given up at least 13 PPR points to a wide receiver in every game. They've given up at least 17 PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in seven of eight games. I just don't know who else he's going to throw to. So, yeah, I mean, I see the appeal with Crowder. Parker, I know you guys both like. I'll say this. He's had seven or more targets in every game he's played. Devontae Parker. There are 18 a, targets in two games with Tua. And two every, every wide receiver with six or more targets against the Texans has gotten to either 74 yards or scored a touchdown except for one guy, and that was LaVisca Chenault. So if Parker gets seven targets again, he's probably going to have a good game. Okay. Um, but but how can you how can you take a long-term play on Rashad Bateman over Kenny Galladay? Because I like him better, and I know he's going to play this week. Yeah, but I'm saying long-term. I, think- I might need somebody this week, and I think he's got a chance to play more games and be better than Kenny Galladay. I don't know what you want me to say. He, he it, It's really a, a, <laughs> such a wild card because you would hope that they stick with Bateman over Sammy Watkins, but yeah. we know how coaches are. And so if they feel that the veteran guy, especially if he's a better blocker with the way that team runs, they may take put Watkins on the field, take Bateman off, which would suck. All right, we got a lot of good names there at wide receiver. Let's go to tight end. Dave, give us your top tight ends. Friar Muth is going to be number one at tight end for me. Loved what I saw from him this past week. How could you not? He scored, but also played a lot for the Steelers and another game with tons of targets. I think it's going to continue. So he's number one. Logan Thomas is second for me, and I'm not sure if he's going to be back this week, but 48% available in CBS. He's leagues. definitely not going to be back this week. Bye. All right, they're on bye. So you could wait a week on Logan Thomas, but I, I wonder if he comes back in week 10. So you could stash him. If you need a tight end this week, then Dan Arnold would be ahead of him, obviously. Uh, does Evan Ingram get traded? I don't know if I feel good about him, depending on where he goes. Um, but I've, it's a short list for me at tight end. Let's go Fryermuth 1, Ar- Arnold 2, and uh, I guess Ingram 3 because Logan Thomas isn't playing this week. Okay, Jamie, the Patriots DST headlines the list? Yeah, if you can find them. Uh, they're just above the threshold. I put them on the, on the list. Uh, Saints also just above the threshold. Uh, they get Atlanta. We saw what the Falcons offense looked like last week without Calvin Ridley, and we know, unfortunately, Ridley's not going to be playing. Uh, the Ravens, we'll see how they do against the Vikings, but you know, coming off a of bye week, and especially the way the Vikings offense looked against the Cowboys, I'd buy into them three. Uh, the Dolphins are going to be probably the most added based on their roster percentage, 28% taking on the Texans, especially if Davis Mills stays the quarterback there. 
And I put the Panthers on the list. I, I think the Panthers defense played well enough last week. Um, you know, with uh, um, I'm blanking. Shaq Thompson back um, in the middle of their defense and Gilmore in the back end of their defense. So, you know, we'll see how uh, how the Patriots do. But um, it's not it's not there, there's a drop off for me after the top four. This is not necessarily relevant to streaming DSTs or picking them up, but just a couple of defensive things to know. Run defenses that might be improving. Chargers finally got Justin Jones back, uh, defensive tackle. He got injured in week one, and they did a better job. I mean, they gave up a touchdown to Damian Harris, but Harris had a pretty inefficient game. And uh, the Vikings' run defense has actually been pretty good the last two weeks. They've had Anthony Barr for three games now, and the last two games, I don't remember who it was two weeks ago. Was it the, yeah, it was Chuba Hubbard, and last week it was Zeke. And they did a pretty good job uh, against those guys. So I just want to bring that up for matchup purposes. If you're looking at the Ravens going up against Minnesota, their run defense has improved. If you're looking at Boston Scott this week, it's only been one week, but it's possible that the Chargers don't have a horrible run defense again. In fact, Brandon Staley was pretty fired up about the run defense after the game, even though they lost. Uh, kickers, Jamie? Um... Obviously, check to see if Justin Tucker was dropped. That'd be the first place to look. He's still rostered 91% of leagues, but you never know. Uh, Mike Badgley, the Jets have been bad against tight ends all season. Uh, excuse me, against kickers all season and tight ends. And tight ends, um, yes. <laughs> Daniel Carlson coming off his bye against the Giants. Greg Joseph is just at the threshold. He's been really consistent. And then Brian Johnson uh, taking on the Falcons. He's been, uh, he will be the Saints kicker for the rest of the year. I'm really mad at myself for that. Tyler Bass was available in one or two of my leagues last week, and I just didn't even look. You know, it's not Tuesday when you're doing waivers. Wednesday, it's not often you look at kickers. I guess there was I, one of our leagues where he was available. Yeah, I know, and I was yeah. like, I think oh, RJ picked him up. I can't believe I didn't do that. Yeah, uh, and so don't do, don't make the same mistake with Justin Tucker and ID. Dave, you have IDP? I don't. Not right now. All right, we'll get it later. Kansas City 17, Giants 14. Guys, what's going on with the Chiefs? The what? Monstars. With the Monstars. Oh, man. They those their talents. Those Monstars. Where's LeBron when you need him? I, like, what's the level of concern? I, That's the base jam you go to? I didn't even see it, uh, but where's Michael? It's much more relevant. Much more relevant. Okay, so level of concern, Jamie, for Mahomes. It's concerning. I mean, it's now back-to-back games against the Titans and the Giants, and he hasn't played well. You know, teams figured them out. Uh, is he is he a mess? You know, um, it it seems like he's getting you know flustered by the pass rush. Uh, he's escaping pockets too soon. Uh, they brought it up on the Manning cast last week about how Andy Reid wanted him to take you know the easy throws, and he's not taking the easy throws. And so you know, it's 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 a problem. You know, you're not benching him. We're not at that point yet, but. I don't think you're, you should expect the ceiling plays like he's going to carry you and save your fantasy weeks and probably the same thing with Travis Kelsey right now. You know, if this is uh, if, if this continues for him, you're not going to see a tight end drafted in the first round next year and maybe not the first couple of rounds because he's he's not re- returning the investment right now. Uh, Darren Waller's been subpar. George Kittle obviously injured, you know, so we may we may not see a tight end in the first few rounds next season. But in any event, in terms of the Chiefs right now, um, you know, thankfully, Tyree Kill was great, but. Everybody else was was pretty substandard in the passing game. Daryl Williams was was solid in the passing game. Uh, it's, it stinks that he lost the touchdown to Gore, but I, I still feel pretty good about him. He did take the safe throws yesterday. I mean, a lot of checkdowns to Daryl Williams, 18 targets to Tyreek Hill, and not one deep ball. I mean, they had a deep target, but he didn't complete one deep ball the entire game. Um, but that's what teams are. We know it. Teams are doing this, and they've been they've done it before. That's the thing. It's not like. Finally, teams said, okay, well, we're just going to play two high safeties. I'm pretty sure they faced more two high safeties than any team in the NFL last year. I think Rich Rebar brought that up when we brought him on uh, before the season started. But something about it is more effective this year. Uh, but yeah, Tyreek Hill, fine. He's safe because he's he's getting different targets this year and he's, he's doing fine. Obviously, I'm, I'm assuming Kelsey's still your number one tight end going forward. For now. Is Mahomes your number one quarterback? Rest no. of season? Yeah. No. Who's ahead of him? Allen? Allen is. Sure. Brady is. Stafford, Brady. Yep. Um, Lamar? Uh, yeah. I, I really, look, if you look at like the, the way Derek Gore just gashed the Giants yesterday, I, I think this could be good for, what do you think about Clyde when he gets back? You know, I mean, 
They, they've mm. got to run the ball. If, if the teams are going to play them like that, they have to run the ball, and they can do it pretty successfully, I would think. So it'd be good we'll, if he's the guy. It'd be bad if he's going to share time because that's what you're seeing. You know, yeah. Daryl Williams has played well. He hasn't been you know overwhelming, but he's played well. And now they have a third guy. Yeah. I thought Gore looked real good fitting in with the blocking. He for did. Kansas yeah. He was patient. Um, good cuts. Like I, I'm very nervous that Clyde Edwards-Helaire could be down to maybe ten touches per game, and definitely not seeing passing downs work. That still stays with Daryl Williams, but he and Gore might rotate series. Uh, where you had Mahomes this week against the Packers? Closer to ten. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Okay. Green Bay's been okay against quarterbacks. And I'm nervous that Mahomes isn't going to shake this. All right. How about the Giants side? Dave, anything to say about this Giants? I have nothing. I don't know if I can feel good about any Giants players. Devontae Booker looked great. He had a great catch and run. Did okay running the football. How soon until Saquon's back? Hopefully that happens sooner than later. This I'm tired week, of baby. trusting Daniel Jones. Yeah, look, I uh, I think Kadarius Tony Kadarius Tony's worth talking about here. He played about fifty four percent of the snaps, and I don't think that you can sit. I don't think you can say that he's fully healthy. Uh, I don't think that you can confidently say. He hurt his thumb in the game too. Was that? He hurt his thumb. He did hurt his thumb. He didn't really miss that much time. Unfortunately, he missed a chance for a touchdown as he came off the field uh, right, you know, inside the ten, and then Evan Ingram had the touchdown. Um, he had a weird quote after the game about the thumb and forgetting why he went back, if he got x-rays. It was very strange. He was very coy about it. I don't know why. But, um, yeah, so, like, what do you make of him? Because so explosive the last few times he played and just wasn't good last night and really pretty uninvolved while Shepard was on the field in the first half. Shepard had seven targets. but Yeah, it sucks that he got hurt. Yeah, yeah, it stinks. Uh, But Tony ends up with four catches for 26 yards. He completed an 18-yard pass. Uh, Jamie, I mean... 66% 66% rostered. What are your thoughts on Tony going forward? I mean, again, you know, week uh, nine versus rest of season. I don't really want to trust him week nine because I don't know how healthy he is. But rest of season, I'd love to roster him. And he probably would be, if I don't need Parker, I don't need Crowder. Uh, if we're comparing him to Galladay or Bateman or Renfro, I would take him over all those guys. Okay. Uh, one potential problem for any Giant is... They've got four of their next seven matchups are against teams that are top five against wide receivers. Not so sure I buy it with some of them, like the Raiders this week, but they have been good, and they have a buy coming up in week 10. And that's I, I think if you just want to look at that, though, think what he did against the Saints. Yeah. You know, what was that, six for 78? Uh, the week after, what was the big game? 189 yards against the Cowboys. Against the Cowboys, good pass defense. Um, he was on his way to a big game against the Rams before he got hurt. Seemed that way. Last night was very discouraging, but I, I just he wasn't on the field that much because he, he's just I don't think he's healthy. I think, though, if you are looking at it long term, you know, we've had this question because we haven't seen it. What's the, the, the role for him and the expectation for him when Sterling Shepard's healthy? And it's probably not great. But th- but I don't know, because when Sterling Shepard and he were both healthy, it was only one drive and it was all Kadarius Tony against the Rams. Uh, one drive, I know, but three catches for 39 yards. And, and you know, then Shepard. That's the script. That's the drive script. You but Shepard, I, I don't. Shepard looked like a really bad injury. So yeah. you're right. Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, dropometer. Where's my dropometer? Oh no! I do, think I deleted my dropometer. You lost the dropometer. I did. You know what happened? I copied it. I hit delete, and I forgot to hit Control V. So let's talk about some play. I know who was on it. Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham. Any issues dropping those two guys? None. <sighs> Goodbye. How about how about CJ Uzama? Oh, sorry. I should that's Dave Shtick. I shouldn't do that. I just it fires me up to do it. It's C- okay. You're excited. It's excited to yell Uzama at the top of your lungs, <laughs> but now you can say you gonna from your fantasy team. <laughs> okay. I'd hold him. You'd hold him. Are you starting him this week? Um depends on my tight end situation is. Yeah, I have no problem. Okay, oh, who else was on the dropometer? Uh, Did you rather Henry? have Uzama or Dan Arnold? Oh, I'd have the the other guys to pick up, the top two guys to pick up this week, Firemuth and Arnold sure. over him. Certainly PPR. Non-PPR, I'd take Uzama over. i take Uzama over uh, Dar- uh, Arnold. How about, so I know you guys already said 
<laughs> uh, we got a, a comment here from Ah Geez. 15 years in the industry and Adam still hasn't taken a Microsoft Office course. <laughs> I actually don't have Microsoft Office. I've got this like free knockoff. I don't even know what it's called. What the hell was I saying? Oh, um, you talked about Derrick Henry and it's okay to drop him. Oh, who was I going to ask you about? Oh, Tyler Boyd coming off a good game. Would you be okay dropping Boyd for Parker, Crowder, et cetera? Yes, if I needed somebody for this week. Definitely for Parker. Anyone else? Would you drop uh, David Johnson? If you need somebody this week, yeah. He's droppable. I think Jarvis Landry is droppable. Oh, that's an interesting one because Landry led the team in targets, had mm-hmm. at least yep. one drop, I think two drops, and a fumble, but... Kind of encouraging stuff under the hood, I'd say, for Landry. And, you know, Beckham's obviously playing hurt. I don't know that I would want to drop Landry. I feel like he's the number one guy for the Browns, however valuable that is. Yeah, hooray. Okay. <laughs> Parker, for sure. Bateman, for sure, because Landry's probably on your bench. Yeah, I, I, you could probably make the case for Crowder over Landry. All right. That's the drop meter Waiver wire. What'd you say? Want some IDPs? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Most of them are going to be defensive backs. There were a lot of appealing defensive backs, starting with Xavier Woods. It's a new day from the Minnesota Vikings secondary, and I think he could be the king of your DBs. Uh, he's first for me. Landon Collins is second. You can use him as a DB. He's playing a lot as a linebacker for Washington. I like him a lot. He's been racking up a bunch of tackles. Yeah, but they're on a bye this week, though. Right, so you got to wait on that. Why do I keep forgetting that Washington <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, are the Titans on a bye this week? Can somebody help me out? Can somebody no, they're not. The schedule? They're not. Elijah Molden is out there. Uh, Josh Norman has actually had some decent tackle production each of the last two weeks. And then the only linebacker that I found that might be interesting is Quan Alexander for New Orleans. Okay. All right, then let's hit the waiver wire. You can see if Derek Carr is available. He has a beautiful schedule coming up. He's 86%. Hey, what about week. Taylor Heineke? This week, right? <laughs> I see what you did there, King of the Ring, someone. Did you make a King of the Ring reference? Xavier Woods is a professional wrestler. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. He's in the WWE. He's a sports entertainer. But he's, uh, he's awesome. He's a great guy to watch on TV, along with Kofi Kingston and Big E. And he's currently the king of the WWE, okay. Xavier Woods. And, and he's moonlighting as a defensive back for the Minnesota Vikings. Pretty busy guy. And the wrestler, or the entertainer, is actually on by this week, so I don't know why you brought him up. But check to see if available Derek Carr and Carson Wentz. Playing well. Like I said, Carr's schedule is beautiful. And Wentz, uh, three straight quarterbacks have scored 25 to 26 fantasy points against the Jets. That'd be Ryan, Mac Jones, and Joe Burrow. And then he has Jacksonville. So a couple good games coming up, good matchups coming up for Wentz. Uh, Taysom Hill, 4% rostered. Here are the fantasy points he scored. Six points for passing touchdown leagues last year. 23 against Atlanta. Only 17 at Denver. He threw 16 passes. That was the Kendall Hinton game. They didn't need to, you know, they didn't need him. Do anything. Uh, 27 points at Atlanta. 22 points at Philadelphia. He rushed for 49, 44, 83, and 33 yards. And he gets Atlanta. He faced Atlanta twice in four starts last year. He gets him this week if he's he's the guy. Uh, Tua against Houston. And Mike White at Indianapolis. Justin Fields at Pittsburgh. That's probably more of a long-term play. They'd have a bye in Week 10. Terod Taylor has been very good so far this year in three halves of football. And the Dolphins give up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They face a pretty tough schedule. But Taylor's out there, 10% of leagues. And Jamie has Jimmy Garoppolo as like a last-ditch effort against Arizona. They haven't mentioned Kyler Murray, by the way. Kyler Murray not a lock to play this week, right? I haven't seen an update in that regard. I would expect him to play, but you're right. He's not a lock. Okay. So I don't know if there's anything you want to add here. Uh, Well, in terms of Taysom Hill, would you rather have Ryan Tannehill or Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill. (sighs) That's interesting. Uh, For this week, I think I'd rather have Taysom Hill. And so if that means rostering him rest of season, so be it. I guess my only thing is the Michael Thomas factor. Because that was the, the guy he really leaned on last year. So What if that's Kamara now? I hope it is. Or somebody else. That, well, first of all, Jamie, if that's Kamara, that's much worse than it being Michael Thomas. Uh, potentially. 
No, I mean, I mean Michael he, Thomas is a wide receiver. You know, <laughs> you can't you can't replace. I mean, Jameis got you 18 fantasy points two games ago with Alvin Kamara by himself. I don't want 18. That's without running. I guess, but it's more throwing than Hill's going to do, most likely. I don't know. I have no problem with him against Atlanta this week, and Michael Thomas is coming back, so I'll Agreed. take it. Sure, Agreed. yeah, this week, but oh, all right. All right, okay. I think he's the best long-term bet on the waiver wire among quarterbacks this week. Okay. Then we go to the running backs here. Alex Collins, A.J. Dillon, Kenyon Drake could all be available. Who would be, if all three were available, who would you add? Uh, if all three were available, I need somebody for this week. It wouldn't be Collins because he's on a buy. So I would probably look at Drake. Not Jarrett Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make that joke if I felt bad. Um, yeah, obviously, if Michael Carter is available or Mike Davis, 10 team leagues, you might see them get them. I don't know if I'd be excited about Mike Davis. You don't, but you're not excited about Kenyon Drake, you know? No. No. Uh, David Johnson, 66% rostered. If you I'm saw- even less excited. Okay. Okay. Then we go to the waiver wire ad. So Boston Scott, where do you guys where are you guys gonna have him ranked this week? Boston Scott against the Chargers. Uh he's top twenty-four guy. Better in non PPR than PPR. Okay. And then there's Adrian Peterson, who Dave likes more than Jamie does. Jeremy McNichols. As a rest-of-season running back, as a replacement for Derrick Henry, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately for Peterson, the first two games are the Rams and the Saints. That's not that's not great. That's ugly. McNichols. That's another big strike against Peterson. Like, what, you know, maybe if maybe the better solution is to just bypass him because he's got a job the rest of the season and just string together running backs. Like, I'm going to have Boston Scott ranked ahead of Adrian Peterson this week, no problem. In right. two or three weeks, right. you're just going to have to jump to a different running back. If you're comfortable doing that, then it's easy to just look away from Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and, you know, Ty Johnson, by the way, two games in a row with Mike White, he's got 65 or more receiving yards. Now, the Colts, this has actually been an area where they've been pretty good. Um, yeah, they, they give up. Yeah, There have been five running backs who have had 29 to 34 yards. Carson Hendricks, that's... Weird, by the way. Carson Henderson, Henry, Devontae Freeman, and Jeremy McNichols. They've been they've been pretty good against pass catching running backs, but still, you know Mike White's tendencies. So Ty Johnson, if you're desperate, like do you think Ty Johnson in PPR is gonna outscore Adrian Peterson this week? I would start him over Adrian Peterson this week. In full PPR, I think there's a chance. Colts are tenth best on the year and yak allowed on passes traveling up to ten yards. So they're good at identifying those types of screens and short area throws that Mike White makes. Okay. And then Carlos Hyde. If James Robinson's out and Carlos Hyde is in, where would you rank Carlos Hyde this week against the Bills? Ahead of Adrian Peterson. <laughs> okay, but... Ahead, uh, yeah, I might do the same. Let me take a look at the schedule here. Would you rank him ahead of... You wouldn't rank him ahead of, like, Damian Harris against Carolina. How about Carlos Hyde or um, Chuba Hubbard at, against New England? Uh, I would rather have Chuba Hubbard. How about Mike Davis at New Orleans or Carlos Hyde? Hyde. Hyde. How about Ugh. how about James Conner against at San Francisco? Conner. Conner. Okay. And, By the way, yeah. this is a good time to make plans to get the back. If you've got a stud running back, handcuff him if you haven't done so already. If the handcuff is is worth a damn. Did I just say handcuff? Um, Tony Pollard, if you've got Zeke. A.J. Dillon, if you've got Aaron Jones. Alexander Madison, if you've got Dalvin Cook. Uh, P. Ryan is a worthy handcuff. Mark Ingram is a worthy handcuff. Rojo is a worthy handcuff. Like, you don't want to go through this whole rigmarole if you, if you lose your stud running back. And we've lost so many stud running backs this year. Yeah. Who's your favorite uh, Ravens running back to pick up? Latavius. It's Latavius by one spot over Freeman. And he's more available. He's available in 10% more leagues than Freeman. John Harbaugh yesterday wouldn't commit to Murray playing this week, but he did in a sec. You know, we asked about injured guys coming back. He said, uh, not, not, he wasn't sure essentially about Murray and, and Sammy Watkins, but he said, we're going to have those guys back soon. So could be this week, could be next week. Uh, Long term, if you don't have to play somebody, you'd rather have Murray than Freeman. But again, I hope they make a trade. 
And then Mark Ingram, 50% rostered. Sony Michelle, Jarrett Patterson on a bye, but he had 11 carries, led the team in carries last week. And uh, Derek Gore had 11 carries for 48 yards and a touchdown against the Giants. So he's in the mix now. They're basically alternating possessions, but then if they fall behind, which they could against Green Bay, they that's going to be Daryl Williams because they like Daryl Williams better in pass protection. And Jermichael Hasty, 11% roster. No, Jeff Wilson. Take Hasty off. It's Wilson. Well, but I'm going to say Hasty now because Wilson's not going to play this week. Oh, that's fair. And you've got... We, we don't think it's too serious with uh, Mitchell. But if Mitchell's out, you'd pick up Hasty, right? Yep. Okay. And Jeff Wilson's long-term. Yep. Uh, we think. Yeah. If Josh Jacobs is out or, you know, trending in the wrong direction, would you pick up Peyton Barber? Uh, sure. But I'd rather have Drake first. Okay. All right, then let's go to the wide receivers. You can check to see if Cole Beasley is available. Henry Ruggs. Kadarius Tony, those are the guys that are rostered in more than 65% of leagues. I put Jarvis Landry on there. Dave does not agree. And, you know, look, 10 targets at Cincinnati. It, it is what it is. I have no interest in Jarvis Landry. It's 10 PPR points. You can find receivers like that off the waiver wire pretty much every week. Okay. So Devontae Parker's our favorite. And then Jamie likes Crowder, too. Renfro, three. James, uh, Dave likes, who did you have second? Rashad Bateman is second. Bateman, Renfro. Renfro, and then Crowder later on the list. Um, all right, we got other guys that you could look at. Van Jefferson, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Ayuk had a season high in targets and yards, mm-hmm. 45 yards, seven targets. <laughs> all right. Unbelievable. Darnell Mooney appears to be the number one wide receiver for the Bears. Jamal Agnew's had a few good games in a row. You got Russell Gage on here, Jamie. What about Tajay Sharp? Uh, yeah, I mean, pick your Falcons receiver. I don't really want any of them, except for Calvin Ridley. Hopefully he's back soon. Okay. All right, I don't think we have to spend too much more time on that. Bateman's been pretty good. I mean, well, I guess he wasn't so great in the first game, 29 yards, but three catches for 80 yards against the Bengals. Gets Minnesota this week. That's Rashad Bateman. That's a long-term play. And uh, tight ends, tight ends. All right. So if not, if Dawson Knox is available, would you add him or Pat Fryermuth? Knox. I guess Knox. No, I'm going to say Fryermuth. Nah, that's why I asked. I had a feeling you were going to say that, Dave. I had a feeling. Yeah, I just, I think his role, look, they both have a role in their respective offenses, but I think Fryermuth is going to be more consistent. Okay. Plus, I know he's playing this week. <laughs> what? That's true. Dawson Knox is not on a buy. Yeah, that's not what he asked, though. <laughs> what do you mean? You said if both are playing this week. No, no. Have? I think I said if both are available. I said if both are available. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said both yeah, are playing. Yeah. Um, somebody just asked in our chat any interest in a new Green Bay tight end. Yeah, Josiah Deguara. Uh, you can in deeper leagues, tight end premium leagues. It's not bad. That's one of the guys I didn't give you. So he's uh, he's available everywhere, and you got to figure playing time will increase, but. We know what Robert Tunyon has been. Very non-existent, touchdown dependent. So you got to be very desperate, I think, to look at him. All the other guys we're talking about should be added before Deguara. And I think Lewis will end up playing more than Deguara. Deguara. In 10 years, Mercedes Lewis will be playing for the Packers. Yep, with Frank Gore's third grandson. (laughs) We also have, okay, so we have Pat Fryermuth, we have Dan Arnold, and we have Tyler Conklin on the list. Uh, So... Are you guys considering Arnold or Conklin as starts this week? Not Conklin, but Arnold in PPR. I, I mean, you look at the Bills against tight ends. It's it's been good. It's, it has not been great against tight ends. That's Dan oh, Arnold he's not manager. a great start, but you know, in, in terms of the two guys, I'm sorry if, if that's what you're asking. No, I, no, I, I, Arnold over Conklin, but he's not in my top twelve. I wasn't making. I was I was just saying, you know, he's playing the Bills, Dan Arnold, and. Tight end is, I guess, one position where they haven't been mega elite against so far. Um, any interest in Mo Alley? Co- the targets keep up for Arnold because there was, I think it was two games ago, he wasn't targeted very much at all and he was very unproductive. I don't think he's that good of a player. He has eight, five, and 10 targets in his last three games, Dan Arnold. He's basically been their, their replacement for DJ Chark from a target standpoint. 
Jamal Agnew is taking LaVisca Chenault off the field. So both those guys are playing more so than Chenault and what Chark would have been. Yeah. So three more names I just want to throw at you. Mo Cox against the Jets. Tommy Sweeney, if Knox is out at Jacksonville. And uh, Evan Ingram, I guess, against the Raiders. Yeah, Ingram I put on the list. Uh, again, another good matchup. But as you saw, he wasn't involved until the second half against the Chiefs. Um, Molly Cox is, is somebody to add as well. You know, just hoping he scores. Okay, but and in all seriousness, if you can stash Logan Thomas, I think he's worth the stash. Oh, absolutely, Dave. And uh, Foster Moreau, I suppose, if if Waller doesn't play, have we heard anything about Waller? They said he should be fine. Okay. Yep. So then don't don't stash Moreau. DSTs, Patriots at Carolina, Saints at Atlanta or home against Atlanta, Ravens against the Vikings, Dolphins against the Texans, Panthers against New England. And there's one more, Jamie, the, the Raiders. What do you think about the Raiders at the Giants? Not bad at all. 22% rostered. So it's a pretty good week for DSTs on the waiver wire. And also the Colts, if they're 80% rostered, but the Colts get the Jets on Thursday. With the Mike White performance, are the Colts still a highly ranked DST for you this week? Yeah, he still had two interceptions. It wasn't like it was perfect. Right. And I think they fumbled too. Yeah, and some sacks. Okie dokie. Mike Badgley, Daniel Carlson, Greg Joseph, Brian Johnson are your kickers. And that's it for Fantasy Football Today, the Adrian Peterson show. Again, we won't leave. So that's, uh, thanks so much for watching and listening, everybody. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We will be here, youtube.com slash today to answer your waiver wire questions. Additionally, if there's a major trade that goes down, you can expect a bonus podcast today. So don't hold me to that, but we'll do our best. For Dave and Jamie, I'm Adam. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you tonight on YouTube. See ya.